Hey guys, this is the Next Level Real Estate Podcast. I'm Ryan Gillen. This is presented by the Ryan Gillen team. And today we are going to talk about investment properties and when you're fixing them up, what to look for and what to do to get the greatest return on your on your money. So I have a couple clients right now that are currently getting started on one and in the middle of one. And I'm not going to disclose who they are or the properties, but I'm going to give you the example of what they're doing and what we've talked about advising them wise on how they can get the most return on their money because eventually they're going to want to sell these properties for more money than what they've put um, put into them. And the way to sell them for more money is getting the rent up and showing a nice high quality property. I've got Andrea Rocky here on my team with me and uh, we're just going to go through the process with you guys. Perfect. Sounds good. Okay. So this is a pretty um, hard topic in the sense to talk about because it's it's hard to understand. Um, it's, it's different for each property. So I'm going to go over two deals. One's a single family property that we just got under contract for a client literally last night. We've already started talking about what we're going to do. And the other property is a 10 unit that um, needs really completely renovated. It's got nice bones, um, all brick. And, you know, they're going to have to put some exterior work in and some interior work. He's already uh, fixed up two properties. So let's start on the single family home. It's uh, pretty simple. Um, it's a property that they've bought that, uh, you know, it doesn't have enough equity in it to flip it. Mm-hmm. So um, essentially, they, you know, you need that that bigger gap to be able to flip the property. It doesn't have this, but it has enough to be able to put, probably has $30,000 of equity in it. If you put $10,000 in it between carpet or uh, flooring and paint and a couple miscellaneous things, mm-hmm. you're going to still have some equity, probably 15 to 20 grand, but now you have a nice rental property that's a little bit under the value of the actual market, right. but you didn't have to put all the money into like a flip. Yeah. So they're gonna be able to rent it. So we've gone over what she should do, and it looks like they're gonna have to put a little bit of money into the restrooms in the sense of maybe like a new vanity and, and a couple of things. But realistically, we're just gonna be putting new flooring throughout, and I've advised her to put the LVP flooring mm-hmm. in throughout the whole property, and, and through the bathrooms, and through the bedrooms, everything, so then you never have to replace Let's it. See, I can never go wrong with the LVP. Yeah, it's 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 thir- it has a 30-year warranty on it. It's $1.29 a square foot. Right. And it's easy to install. Me and my boyfriend yeah. did it ourselves in our house, and yeah. I am in no way, shape, or form a floor installer. I don't know what I'm doing, and it was not difficult. Exactly. So, I mean, at $1.29 a square foot, just round it up, say it's $1.50, we have guys that install that flooring for $1.50 as well. Right. So you're $3 a square foot, 1,000 square foot property, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, you're you're at three grand to have flooring throughout the whole property. Exactly and that you don't have to replace. Not very expensive. Yeah. Couple thousand bucks for paint, mm-hmm. maybe a few other things light fixture wise, mm-hmm. just to make it feel a little bit more homey and not like your grandma's house with the light <laughs> fixtures from the 60s and the 70s. And, and I think that's gonna be rent ready for her. Exactly. Um, she's never owned a rental property before. They're gonna start buying some. And um, I think she wanted to probably do a few more things than what I'm advising her to do, but it's just a rental. Exactly eventually say she rents this for 10 years and it's time to sell it the floors should still be okay right. hopefully but if not you got 10 years out which is three times longer than the carpet exactly um that's when you go in and do the full bathrooms the full kitchens and everything hopefully you've got it paid down a lot more so just trying to rein her back a little bit and make sure that she understands that like as long as it's clean mm-hmm. the flooring's nice the paint's nice. People are going to really rent that like crazy. Right. So that one's a super simple one. The greatest return on that f- 
for a single family home is definitely flooring and paint. Yeah. I mean, if, if you get those two things, usually people are pretty happy to move into a single family home. Obviously the exterior needs to be sharp. Um, I, I think you get a lot more rent out of exteriors than people think. Yeah. You pull up to properties and it's kind of looks blah. Like, would you want to live there? Right. So if you wouldn't want to live there and be proud of it, then they're not going to be probably be proud of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a single family home and it's their job to take care of the exterior for the next couple of years, that's on them how they want to trim the bushes and, mm-hmm. and mulch and do all that kind of stuff. Like that's on them. But getting it rent ready, like to throw a couple, you know, thin layer of mulch down, mm-hmm. get it, you know, shaved up properly, will get you a nice return, get, maybe even get you a little bit better of a tenant. Yeah, exactly. Which is literally just free labor for the most part if you're doing sweat equity um secondly we've got the um, 10 unit property and it's a buddy of mine he's flipping it right now i wouldn't really call it flipping it but uh every unit needs to be fixed up we had a conversation this morning um there's three properties that are section eight he's not going to be able to get them out of there and nor does he want to because it's like guaranteed payment but the other seven are not section eight and he's like, what? I won't be able to flip those three properties. I'm like, that's fine. There's too many investors out there that they just flip like two of them and they're like, hey, it's a renovated unit. I'm like, if you would renovate seven of them, there'd be so many people that are happy. Exactly. Secondly, he's going to be able to, if he renovates seven of these properties and the three other are not renovated, he's going to rent these for a really high premium because they're completely renovated, new floors, cabinets, countertops, everything. The whole, like, whole shebang like everything Mm -hmm. so he's going to be able to give those comps to section eight and say okay we're getting 700 a month now but you're getting i'm only getting 500 for section eight so why should i keep going with you guys unless you raise your rent and they're going to say okay here here's the check they'll do it because you showed them appropriate comps it's happened to me before where i've I've done it and i've I've raised them 50 bucks a piece this uh buyer uh, of this property they can probably get them up another 150 to 200 dollars. i mean if you really think about it so um would be big and they wouldn't have to spend the money to renovate but at the end of the day when he's like looking to sell this property investors are going to look at it and go okay all these properties are getting 675 to 725 they're running in this much so yeah and seven of them are uh renovated so now they're just happy that seven of them are renovated they're going to pay the premium for this property because you're going to be able to show a rent roll from this section eight that's every month for the last years. Right. And so that's what they want to see coming in is just the numbers. Mm-hmm. It's just the numbers. So when you're fixing up one of these you know, bigger multi-units, where are you going to get the, the most return on your money? When it comes to investors, like obviously it's going to be straight numbers for them. Mm-hmm. So how do you show the best numbers? Yeah, obviously you're putting a lot of money into it to get the rent up, but we talked about fixing up the common area. So it's you enter in and the entrances to each unit are interior. Mm -hmm. So right before he sells it, we've talked about putting the LVP flooring in there, painting it like a nice light color to make it look feel a bit bigger. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get the whole place landscaped, um, the exterior just looking really good. So then when these um, tenants come in, we'll be able to rent it at a higher, value just because they're going to like to live there so yeah, it's welcoming they'll be yeah. excited to be there yeah he's looking to it's really kind of a flip more than a, a long-term rental and hold so in his mind if he can get everything up from 500 to 700 you know that's an extra two thousand dollars a month on a 10 unit mm-hmm. i mean you're essentially being able to sell that for one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars more right. 
a year. So that's where it's coming into play. Um, and I feel like that's a strategy that a lot of investors don't utilize as often. And it's a great strategy of, especially since he's local, he knows his contractors here. He knows how to get all the work done, probably at the best rates possible. And there's a lot of out-of-state investors that want a good, safe property yeah. to purchase and that they don't have to worry about. So he's getting it to that point to where the next person can come in, yeah. buy it at a premium, and now they don't have to worry about they it. Don't, as long as the numbers work for them, they don't care. Out-of-state investors don't care. So like you know, we're small-town America for the most part, definitely where this property is. Right. And the, if you take some of these guys from bigger cities or gals, and uh, <laughs> it will be, if you show them, hey, it's this cap rate, this cash ROI, take it or leave it, they don't care what the other person bought it for, or how much money they put in. If it works for them now, they're excited. So it's on the contrary for us, like some people that live in the area, um, my client, his idea and his philosophy is I'm going to fix all this property up. I'm going to get everybody renting up close to 700 a piece, which is phenomenal. Now he's going to have a property where he bought it for like, I mean, he might only have four twenty-five in it. And it's a, you know, it's a $600,000 property if they're getting 700 units, like $700 a piece. Mm -hmm. Well, that being said, he's like, well, then I'm going to be in a predicament on, you know, should I keep it? Because now I have this beautiful property um, that's going to have, doesn't really need any updates, doesn't need any repairs, and it's pulling in $7,000 a month now. So, um, but if he does like this, he now has options. Right. Yeah. I think people overlook some of these properties that need to be fixed up mm -hmm. um, because they're not seeing what really it could rent for. People want to live in nice places. Yeah. It'll be easier to rent them out. It'll be easier to rent them out. And then once you get the rent roll up, they're worth a lot more. But for him, you know, he's remodeling the kitchens. He's remodeling the bathrooms. He's kind of having to do everything in this property. It's a little bit more extensive, but you know he's not putting like top of the line everything. Granite in. countertops, no. going crazy. No, I think he's spending like five, six grand a unit. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a big deal. They're, they're not that big. I yeah. mean, five hundred square feet of flooring. Right. Um, you run the flooring into the bathroom. You change out the vanity, and you change out like five cabinets from Lowe's. Mm -hmm. You put a you know, you, I don't even know if he has a dishwasher in him. Yeah. It's a refrigerator and a stove called in a countertop called a day and, right. and paint the place. Like there's, there's not that much to it, but like the way it looks compared to what it looked like beforehand, night and day. Right. So there's not that much to do, but now, I mean, he hopefully doesn't have too many issues when he's doing these repairs, but now he's got a property that is, is renting for much, much higher. We've, yeah. And on something like that, do you think it's wiser to do unit by unit so you can get a tenant in each one as soon as possible or to do all the units at the same time if they all need essentially the same thing? It's going to be hard to do them all at the same time. And it, most likely the property is going to have tenants in it already. Right. So to get them all out, definitely in these times right now, um, at the same time, you it's going to be virtually impossible. So the way my client did it is he's got two properties that were available. So he's flipping those two. He's rehabbing those two. Once he's done with those, which this is great, he's going to take two of the tenants that are currently there and, and are, he's going to let all the other people know, hey, besides the Section 8 people, sure. um, that, hey, there's these two available that are completely renovated. For $700, you can move into this property. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to renovate theirs That once they move into that one and then turn that one. If they don't want to do that, then 
he'll put it to the open market. Okay. But he's got one person for sure that's going to move into the next one. So then that one's going to open up. Right. So he'll be able to renovate that one and hopefully get another person in. Gotcha. So um, as they come up, you're going to be able to do it. So I'm working on a project right now. Um, there's one unit that's available of the four, and they're big townhomes. We just signed new one-year leases like a month ago mm-hmm. with two of the units. And so I'm not going to be able to work on those to rent because I'm looking to sell them individually. Right. But I, I still want the money coming in. So I'm going to, I mean, it's like $1,300 a month yeah. for each one. So I'm going to renovate this one that I'm doing right now and then get the exterior worked up. And then I'm going to put this up for sale. Mm-hmm. Then one of the other units should be coming up in about six months. I'll renovate that one, put it up for sale. And then by that time, should be close to where the other two will start coming available. But so I, um, there, there's all these different possibilities, but you just need to really figure out where you want to put your money and don't go too overboard. Right. And remember that like, it's a lot simpler than you might think it is. Like start with, does the flooring need to replace? Okay, no big deal. Does it need painted? No big deal. Like, and then just see where you're at maybe yeah. with, once you've done those things. And, and here's, it's perfect, two examples. So we got one client with a 10 unit that needs completely renovated. And his sole goal is to get the overall value of the property and the rent roll up so he can sell it to investors. Right. I mean, if he doesn't end up wanting to sell it, that's fine. But that's his number one goal. The other lady's buying a single family property and her goal is to buy and hold this property for years to come. She doesn't need to throw a ton of money into this property at this moment. She needs to throw it into in 20 years when she says, hey, it's time to sell it or 10 years. That's when she throws all the money into it. Right now, she's putting lipstick on it to make sure that it it looks nice enough for someone to rent. But it's not so nice to where if it would get damaged that she would be like, man, I'm out of devastated. I'm out of ton of money because if you would like fully rehab that property and make it look like a show place. You're not going to get much more than what if you just paint and carpet it. You might get $100 more a month, but you might have to spend 10, 12 grand more. And that's going to take a long time to make up. But at the end of the day, 10 years from now, that's when you say, okay, time to remodel the kitchen and the bath and everything else. But in the other clients with the 10 unit, he's, he's, his sole goal is to, I need to get this rent up as high as possible. So he can sell it to someone that just wants a turnkey property. So I hope this helps. I hope this gets your mind turning and thinking about deals and what you can do. I think there's multiple different ways to make money if these strategies. You just have to get creative sometimes. Yeah. Keep your eye out for the ugly duckling properties because <laughs> those are really what we're looking for right now because yeah. of properties that are fixed up and in perfect running order. That's the ones. That's the ones that are selling for so much money. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing properties that sold for one hundred twenty thousand dollars for units three years ago selling for 200,000 right now. I don't know how that makes sense and people are still buying it, like have at it. And they're gladly buying them in cash, no appraisal, so they're just flying off. And they're not even renovated. I mean, to me, I think it's crazy, but these like sub, I think these properties that are in like decent areas that are C or even D grade condition and managed, those are where you can, you know, really make the money, I think. And and single family homes or or multi-units. If you guys have any questions on this philosophy or the way to think or even just material, feel free to give us a call at any time. You can visit our website, ryangillenteam.com. Feel free to call any of our agents. Call myself as as well. Um, This has been the Next Level Real Estate Podcast. For Andrea Rocky, I'm Ryan Gillen, and see you guys next time.